Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the first and honestly the real first episode of your favorite sports show, The Roadside Repair Show. Today, we got a couple topics lined up. I want to keep the episode relatively short, under half an hour for sure. But let's get into it. So, first things first, NHL news. As of 30 minutes ago when I'm recording this, uh, at noon 05 on the 7th of October 2020, um, two-time Stanley Cup winning goaltender with the Pittsburgh Penguins, Matt Murray, has in fact been traded to Ottawa for uh, Jonathan Gruden and the 52nd overall pick. So obviously, if you follow hockey, um, quite possibly you've been looking a lot at the Penguins recently because um, they have been making some interesting moves so i will start this off by saying i'm very passionate about this topic because i am in fact a diehard penguins fan i don't think there's any professional team that i am well that's not true there is no hockey team i'm more diehard for than the penguins and that's probably the team that i've been following the longest now let's talk about jim rutherford (laughs) jim rutherford um he's he's been making some moves lately. We're gonna we're just gonna talk about about two for today. So let's start with start with the one on that the topic is actually on. Let's talk about the Murray trade. He's in a he Murray, let's look at pros and cons, okay. During his peak, Murray was top ten, arguably top five goaltender in the NHL, in my opinion. Um he was a great playoff performer. Uh, he was he was just a, a decent person. Like I know, obviously, a lot of hockey guys are just you know good guys, but Murray was a really nice guy, um, and actually relatively respected in the city of Pittsburgh. Not a lot of people who hated Murray, especially the way that some people hated Mark Andre Fleury during his time. However, I will say I was personally been a long time Matt Murray doubter and hater, and I've loved him at his highs. And I feel like a toxic, you know, average toxic sports fan for any team when I say that there were moments that I wanted Murray out that instant. The key to Matt Murray is consistency. Yeah, I don't need him to put up, you know, the Carey Price MVP year every single year. I don't expect that out of anyone not named Carey Price. I just... I just want solid gold, like, like not even like his playoff goaltending is a a different level. He's a fantastic playoff goaltender. Again, he's gone to the Senators, so I'm not sure he's too worried about the playoffs. And while I'm thinking about it, the Senators logo, I know everyone's like, love it. I hate it. I personally am not a fan of the Senators new logo. I really liked their old logo. Um... It wasn't, I won't, okay, I won't say really liked. I enjoyed their old logo. I thought it was good. It represented them well. I, I'm sure this one will grow on me, but I really just am not a fan of the new logo at this moment. But anyways, Matt Murray to Ottawa. I like the move. I think Matt Murray has hit a rough patch for those who don't know after the 20 i believe it was after the 2017 cup run matt murray um his father tragically passed away i forgot his name uh which is probably pretty bad but as always rest in power um but 
it almost seemed like after that happened, his goaltending just started going down. And I, of course, you can't blame him for a while, but he never really rebounded back to that peak 2016, 2017 playoff runs where he was just absolutely absurd in those cup finals. Like against, um, actually both cup finals against uh, San Diego. I mean, not San Diego, against San Jose and against Nashville. He was just locked down, steel curtain. No one's getting through him. But the people of Pittsburgh right now, they're really high on Tristan Jari. I forget the exact details. I'll look it up as I'm speaking right now. Tristan Jari just got a new contract. Uh, it was actually a pretty solid contract for both parts. Uh, yeah, three, point, three years, 10.5 million. That's uh, for just just for some context, like the Penguins' previous goalie contracts, we had Murray on three years, eleven point two five, so a uh, cap hit of 0.25 million more, so two hundred fifty thousand more each year. And the last contract we signed with Mark Andre Fleury was four year, twenty three million, so that's about two million more than the Murray one, which the Murray one's bigger than the Jari one. The the Jari one is such a cap friendly deal he was an all-star this year and you have to remember that um i think the penguins are the best goalie development team in the league obviously you've had players like um vocoon come through here mark andre Fleury, matt murray tristan jari and then obviously some of our players down in the minors who are working on development right now it's a great place to be for a goaltender but inevitably, this is not the place you're going to want to be forever. Right now is a good place to be, but Crosby, Malkin, Latang, how much longer are they really going to be able to keep that up? I give it four years. Then if they get the realistic pieces, those three can be the absolute core of the team. I'm not saying they can't be on another championship run, but to be the core three, they've got four years max. That's absolute max. So... Now let's talk about the other trade. And if you're a Penguins fan or a hockey fan, uh, you'll probably know what I'm about to talk about, which is the Patrick Hornquist trade. <sighs> My um, thoughts on this... It, this is hard for me to say. Patrick Hornquist is my favorite Pittsburgh Penguin of all time. And I mean, obviously, you know, I've got plenty of jerseys. I've got a Yamir Yager, a couple Peng, uh, Crosby's, a couple Malkins, a Kunitz. But I think the essence of Pittsburgh hockey is not just having like one high skill player that you can see, obviously look at Malkin, Crosby, Lemieux, Yager, not just having those, but there are these guys that are just have these histories of working hard for the, for the city. Like, I like to look at guys like Brandon Sutter, uh, Matt, well, not Matt Niskanen, I was about to say Matt Niskanen, um, Matt Cook, and Patrick Hornquist. I absolutely love Patrick Hornquist. I understand that he's, a, a lot of people who aren't from Pittsburgh or when he played in Nashville probably won't understand what Patrick Hornquist actually brings to the team, but the passion he has for the game and the excitement he brings um, to PPG Paints. They call him Captain Clutch for a reason, King of the Third. I just, I'm upset. And I'm going to be, I've never watched a Panthers game. 
Ma- Mike Matheson and Colton Squire. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. It seems like we're just getting a bunch of like high floor, low ceiling defensemen because our defense is the reason we lost to the Canadians. But uh, you saw on Twitter, I'm sure, if you follow the Penguins, that uh, he left his hockey gear out on his driveway. Uh, the people of Pittsburgh are upset. That's what I'll say. Anyone who's a Penguins fan is not happy about this trade. So Murray trade, we'll see. I'm not mad about it. Hornquist trade messed me up like crying on my Snapchat. All right, next up, let's talk about the NBA Finals. So primarily, I watch basketball. That's the main sport I'm into. Uh, Absolutely love it. I watch the Finals all the time. So let's get one thing straight. I see no reality, even before last night's game, that the Miami Heat win the NBA Finals. I had the Miami Heat as a sleeper team for the playoffs, not the chip. My chip sleeper team was the Oklahoma City Thunder. Also, I'm a lifelong Oklahoma City Thunder fan, which helped, but... You know, I... Um... I had hopes for that team, but no. Needless to say, I'm beyond proud of my team. The point is, let's talk about the Miami Heat. The, the, the Miami Heat are one of the most fun sports teams in any sport that I've seen in a while. And that includes, like, 2018 Brooklyn Nets, uh, 2016 Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I'm trying to think of other really fun teams. Uh, this year's Buffalo Bills, which I'll get into. 2013 Seattle Seahawks. Just all those teams that are just, you think of and you're just like, wow. Like, in my opinion, that... This team just, it just, for some reason, reminds me so much of the 2001, 2002 Sacramento Kings with Mike Bibby and Jason Williams and Chris Weber. That team, it's just so much fun. But Miami, let's, let's talk about some pros and cons of their actual team. Pros, obviously, I think the main one, in my opinion, their ability to adapt. If the team, if you're, they're running a zone defense on Miami, let Jimmy Slash put Bam in the paint. Uh, you can, you know, have Duncan and Hero, Hero, you know, create shots, not shoot as much. Probably give Duncan less minutes. If they're playing man, I there are so few people as good off the screen as Tyler Hero on his shot. Have Jimmy cut, Kelly Olynyk displace the floor. And defense as well. Their only true defensive liability is Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson, I see, it's weird to try and put it like this, but for people who don't watch him, it's a lot of the problem that people have with, with Trey Young because they're they're both volume scores that all they're going to do is get you some buckets. Like, they might get you some assists and some boards, maybe, but they're there as straight flamethrowers, and they just can't play defense. But it's almost like... Since Trey Young is so in the spotlight and he scores more, people expect more from him on defense. I'd say their defense, obviously, Duncan Robinson's guarding the two through four, probably. Hopefully not the four. But Trey's probably only guarding point guards. Like, if you put both of them on the ISO, say, like, we'll just have Dame on the ISO on Trey, and I don't know, James Harden on the ISO on Duncan Robinson, they're both getting absolutely torched. 
But since Trey is in the spotlight so much more, I feel like his defense is expected to be just better than what it is. But it's not, and that's okay. Because I really think Trey Young is going to take that to heart and work. I thought Trey Young would be a bust. He's done absolutely nothing but pleasantly surprise me. Uh, Atlanta Hawks are going to be a real fun team to watch. Soon. But point is... They can, they can switch offensively and defensively depending on what they see. The other thing, Frank Vogel, I've always thought, is an underrated coach. Like, even with his time on the Magic, all he had to work with was Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, and, like, Terrence Ross. That's, that's really it. So, and he was able to make it work somewhat. But... Spo is just the better coach. There is absolutely no arguing that Spo is the better coach in this series. Spo's ability to adapt. We saw him outcoach Nate McMillan. We saw him absolutely obliterate Bud. Like, people thought Bud was an elite coach. I've never thought of him as an elite coach. I thought he was an extremely lucky coach with some elite talent around him. But I really think that... Um, Spo is one of the best coaches we've ever seen. If you don't think Spo is a Hall of Fame coach, you are absolutely insane. Um, so those are the pros. The cons is that they're playing the Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers are probably the hardest team to guard I've seen since the 2017 Warriors, which that was just downright impossible. I think that there's a lot that they can work on and a lot that they can learn to adapt for like we saw in game uh three where like i think the single best finals performance since 2001 when alan iverson literally took like i think it was 60 shots and made i think it was i think he shot 34 for 60 that game or something of the sort when Allen Iverson went absolutely insane shooting, it wasn't 34 for 60. It couldn't have been. Well, whatever. Point is, Allen Iverson shot so much, but it worked. That was Jimmy's game. A 40-point triple-double in the finals against LeBron James. That is so beyond legendary what Jimmy Buckets was able to pull off. Jimmy G Buckets, G stands for gets and don't forget it. But the problem is it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Anthony Davis is going to win the finals MVP when he wins. Anthony Davis has been the best player in the world in this playoffs. Like, you can see, obviously, there was first round Luka, down 3-1 Jamal Murray. Um, James Harden put up Harden-like numbers. LeBron's been incredible, but I mean, come on. Anthony Davis has been the best player in this these NBA playoffs, and it's really not that close. How's this going to look for LeBron's legacy? I'm not actually sure because it LeBron was the second place MB, MVP voter for the regular season. But the thing is, in the playoffs, he was the second best player on his team. He's been amazing. That, that shouldn't. That's what I, I fear will be forgotten. Was that LeBron had been absolutely amazing. Like think of 2016 Kyrie, right? You're gonna always remember that he was very good. Obviously, he hit the shot. But it's gonna be remembered as LeBron's ring. He was the Finals MVP. It was deservedly so. I think he averaged like 36, eight, and nine, something like that. 
he he went absolutely insane that series uh in the famous 3-1 comeback but Ky- Kyrie's going to always be remembered as he was great but it was LeBron's ring so is this going to be remembered as LeBron was great but this was AD's ring if so that's going to look bad for his legacy that's going to be the well he couldn't pull it off himself I don't think that's fair. I think LeBron has done absolutely everything. And the quote he said the other day where it just works because him and AD just aren't selfish like that. I believe that 100%. Their locker room is great. I truly believe that. And it doesn't even matter if, you know, KCP has another KCP night or Danny Cant Green can't make a shot to save his life. They just need some play. They just need them to be out on the floor because they can't play them both 48 minutes. I incredibly reasonably think that the Miami Heat are going to win this next game, take the finals 4-1. to one. I don't think Heat fans should be upset. I think the fact that you made it, I see so much potential. Obviously, Kendrick Nunn's been a little bit of a disappointment this playoffs, but Tyler Harrow last night set the re- record for most three points in the playoffs by a rookie. That he made, I think it was 44 officially last night. For any player, that's an insane amount of three-pointers. So, Miami, your future is nothing but bright. I think Bam Adebayo is going to be just an incredible big man for such a long time. I think all time he's probably going to be kind of underrated. I can just kind of tell. But he's a true five. Well, he's not a true five. He's an undersized five who can handle the ball like a two second best passing big in the league there's a lot of potential so basically this is anthony davis's ring to lose at this point lebron james is now going to be four for ten in the finals uh but miami valiant valiant effort i plan to get a duncan robinson jersey myself all right last topic and this one is one that interests me a lot josh allen and the buffalo bills now i'm a fan of a lot of football teams and I have this gift, and I can get some people to vouch for me. I wasn't right. I haven't been right for a couple of years, but I predicted both Super Bowls from since like week two of Falcons Pats and Rams Pats. I get super high on the team that loses to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And this year, that team is the Buffalo freaking Bills. No more Josh Allen slander will be tolerated. I'm just not willing to hear it. I feel like this year, the top three quarterbacks in the NFL, pretty, pretty set in stone. I feel like most people are going to have, I guess you can argue, but this year, so far, just this season, obviously, I think it's Russell Wilson won Patrick Mahomes to Aaron Rodgers three. And I feel like that's pretty safe, not controversial. But then you have the next ones where you have this absolute stat machine that is Dak Prescott. You have the absolute, you know, phenom to watch. Like there's no no player like that is more fun to watch than Lamar Jackson. But it's gotta be Josh Allen. They posted something on their Instagram the other day, and it was from the former Raiders owner. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but it said, Just Win Baby. Lamar's having a, going to have a slump season compared to the magic that was his MVP season. I'm not even sure if he'll be a Pro Bowler. 
to be honest. I think he probably will be, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's not. I am so high on Josh Allen. Josh Allen, he's come together. He's, what, 6'6"? Six, six? He can throw the ball 60 yards. He can run. He's like like John Elway's dream quarterback. He, he is that typical Denver Broncos QB, but he can run the ball too. He can run that hard. He can run that fast. Oh my gosh. The Stefan Diggs trade, I was a pretty decent fan of it. I didn't think it was going to work out this well. Devin Singletary had his doubters. I didn't think it was going to work out this well. That defense, I thought, you know, it's going to be... Av- like, I think it's a top 10 defense. You know, I don't know if top 5... Nope. 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 The Bills defense is unbelievable. But all that the Bills have... And Bills Mafia, you own this. I think in the National Football League, and it's very, very easy to argue in all of the big four professional American sports... There is no fan base that is crazier than the Bills Mafia. It is like absolute bucket list to go watch a snow game in Buffalo one day for me uh, and be anointed in the Bills Mafia. But I didn't have as much to say on this topic. It's just simply Josh Allen's insane. Josh Allen is a pro bowler this year. Josh Allen is a top five MVP by the end of the year, top three MVP candidate. Only reason I say that is because A-Rod, your numbers are absolutely insane, but the rest of the team can't keep up with you. Especially if Devontae Adams keeps getting hurt, you're you're not you don't have talent to help you. You are literally carrying. I hope that you continue this success. I really, really do, because it's been amazing to watch. But my MVP ticket this year is gonna be Russ number one. And then number two and three are going to be Mahomes and Josh Allen. And we're just going to see what order that ends up in. All right. That being said, that is all we've got for today. Hey, you know what? Thank you so much for listening to the show. This is our first official episode one. Uh, Reach out to me. We're going to be setting up our message feature on Anchor pretty soon. So you can reach out because I want to interact with the community, answer your guys' questions, talk about anything. You want to hear more about what do you want to hear about hockey, football, basketball, baseball? I don't even care what kind of sport you want to hear about. Just let me know. I'll do my research. I love finding out about this sort of stuff. That being said, my name's Nolan. This is the Roadside Repair Show. Have a good one.